It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's still, your mom's still alive as your dad passed. God bless her soul. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me um, a beer. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is the Financial Guys Media Network. We are the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick, Mike Spraza, and Stefan Mahailu live in studio today. It actually does take three of us to do what Mike and Glenn do, so this is very appropriate. Folks, this is a huge, huge moment in time, not even just a big moment in this season, but early voting starts today, folks. Election Day is about, what, nine days away? November 8th on Tuesday, but I love early voting, though. Early voting's good. Just you people, we've got to get out and vote. Whether you do it today, whether you do it first thing, 6 a.m. at your polling place on election day. That's that is what, me. That is me. That's Peraza's favorite thing to that do. That is me. Love to get out early, get myself up, and, and go get it done the day of election day. It's so fun. Do, you, do you trust the early voting? Um, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. I, it's not whether I question the, the early voting or the same day voting. I, I don't know if I trust any of them, to be honest. Which is scary. I'm voting right after the show. Yeah, I, I may do that. I may. We'll see. We'll see. I, I do want to talk uh, right out of the gates here, though. We have a guest, Ben Carlisle, on the line. Democrat, ran for Buffalo mayor, most recently ran against Sean Ryan for New York State Senate. The Democratic Party unsolicited actually sent Ben an application for an absentee ballot. Um, we've had Hochul Zeldin, Fetterman Oz. We've got our fumbling, bumbling president out there. This is election season, folks, and we've got Ben Carlisle on the line. Ben, good afternoon. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me, guys. So what exactly did you get in the mail from the Democratic Party that you did not ask for? Um, I got two things. Uh, one envelope, two things inside. A cover letter telling me from the Democratic Party of Erie County that anyone can vote absentee this year. Um, all you have to do is give a reason. And then they said the easiest reason to give is that you're afraid of COVID. So that's on the cover letter. And then below the cover letter, was an application for an absentee ballot that was almost completely filled out already by the Erie County um, Democrats. They checked the box that said, I wanted an absentee ballot because I'm afraid of COVID. They put in my name, they put in my address, they put in my birth date. Uh, there's one little box they left blank, leaving to my discretion as to how I wanted to receive my absentee ballot, but uh, did not ask for any of that, and it all came uh, pre-sorted right to my home. Geez, that's really nice of them to fill everything in for you, Ben. It sounds like a negative election when you do a, a 401k with an employer. They sign you up for it, and unless you say no, you're you're basically signed up. So, so Ben, where do you see things right now? Everything we could pinpoint is a seemingly a train wreck right now. Inflation, the the election fraud conversations. People are really, really worried, scared. Where do you think things going uh, this election season? Well, I can tell you, I've been a Democrat my entire adult life, and for the first time in my entire adult life, I'm going to vote a straight Republican ticket this year. And I know lots and lots of Democrats just like me. I don't know a single lifelong Republican who has said, you know what, I'm just going to vote Democrat this year. It, that, I haven't had that conversation with anyone, but I've had lots of conversations with lifelong Democrats who are just fed up. So I think... Um, Zeldin wins, and I think he wins with a point or two, I think a little bit of a cushion. Uh, and for that reason, I think there's also going to be a lot of statewide races 
um, that also flipped red. So that's what I'm, I'm sensing. I don't know if it's going to be accurate because, uh, as y'all are well aware, the Democrats aren't very good at getting their message out, but they're pretty darn good at cheating. So we'll just have to see how that, how it works out. I think the Republicans are really going to have to overwhelm them at the polls to overcome any shenanigans. But I anticipate uh, Republicans doing quite well in New York this year. So, Ben, uh, last question for you. You were sent an application to apply for an absentee ballot. Your name was in there, address. They even checked a box that said you wanted an absentee ballot because of COVID. Did you ask for this? And if not, what do you think the Democratic Party is trying to do here? I did not ask for it. In addition to that, they also gave me an envelope that paid the postage if I wanted to send it back. Didn't ask for any of it. I think it's obviously it's a, neak, uh, a wink and a nod to their voters that say, hey, look, we know you're disappointed in us. We know you probably don't want to get off your butt and come to the polls. But look, here's this thing. You don't even have to leave your house. Just say you're afraid of COVID. We already checked the box for you. You don't even have to leave your house. We're making it so easy for you. I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to just tell everybody, hey, look, here's this, here's this way. You don't have to get out of your house. Ben Carlisle, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really, really appreciate this. This is an important time. Great to get your insights. Thanks, Ben. Always great joining you guys. Thank you. Well, speaking of election integrity, we have an exclusive clip from uh, our Mike and Mahilu podcast. Nothing against you, Hayflick, but I think it's the most <laughs> favorite podcast in the financial it's guys. A, it's a good podcast. It's I an have awesome to hand podcast. It to you guys. I'll have to say Mike and Mahilu podcast. <laughs> so for early voting information, log on to Meta. It's also known as Facebook. They have a voting information center. It usually pops up or you can search for it in that upper left corner. Tons of information on how to vote right now. Early voting in New York State going on right now. Uh, Facebook spent five billion bucks on election security. And this is from Robert Trainum. He's a global public affairs and corporate communications lead at Meta. He talks about those enhanced security efforts on the Mike and Mahilu podcast. Look, no tech company does more or invest more to protect our elections online than Meta. Our efforts include um, advanced security operations to take down manipulation um, campaigns or misinformation. We have a global network of more than 80 fact-checking partners. Um, and as an industry leader level of transparency around politically uh, and advertising pages, you can actually see how much money is being spent uh, on ads specifically on Facebook. Well, there is no question I'm going to early vote right after this radio show. <laughs> I'm sticking to my really? 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning, the 8th. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just there's that feel of Election Day. It's like a big day, right? I just like getting up in the morning, going there. I did this for the last election in 2020, um, and it's just fun. I like it. I but Democrats actually, uh, the data shows Democrats early vote by far over Republicans. And I think a lot of conservatives don't trust early voting. I don't think they do. I think there's a lot of reason they don't, because every election we hear about fraud, we hear about the shenanigans. The left doesn't want to even admit there was any. Right. Why can't they agree there was some when there's direct evidence that there were shenanigans? I'll say this, too. I mean, I think it's hilarious that the left is expecting us to forget what four years ago was or six years ago now right when trump won that election all they did was say election interference it's a, it, it doesn't count that election it was bad it was phony they think we forgot about that and now they're doing this non-stop over it just it doesn't make any sense to me I, i'm waiting for stacy abrams to finally concede the election right that she lost right 
because she's saying it was stolen the whole nine yards. I mean, Democrats say when they lose, the election was stolen. But when Republicans uh, talk about voter fraud and irregularities, whoa, you're an election denier. Right. And an insurrectionist. Right. That, that's where they go. And to me, it's really sad because you're really talking out of both sides of your mouth when you do something like that. Right. And it's just another yet another example of hypocrisy from that side of the aisle. We will never, ever hear them admit mistakes. We'll never hear them re retract. Ever. No, we no. will never hear that. Folks, always an open mic session, 844-434-4TFG. Text line 716-817-0716. You've got Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, and Stefan Mahailu. We will be doing an election night coverage, folks. We've got to talk about this. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about plugging it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we, we are going to be here four hours starting at 8 p.m. all the way till midnight. A lot of guests in that first hour. Um, then at least three hours of just watching results come in. I think it's important, too. It's it's an, another way for folks to say, OK, I don't like the media. I don't trust the media. Hey, we, we have great faces for radio, faces <laughs> that only a mother could love. And where else would you rather turn for election night returns and analysis than the three of us? No and, question. And I'll it. say, too, we have some national guests coming on that we've had on some podcasts before. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting some people, not only just in New York State, but there's somebody calling in from California right now, somebody calling in from Arizona already. So we're looking forward to doing a full night of many, many interviews. Yep. And it'll be we three uh, yes. co-hosting that event. We will have Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, and one of our investment team members, chartered financial analyst Paul Meeks joining in to just talk about how elections can affect your investments. Um, folks, we're going to come up on a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to be talking to Brian Janik. He is our Medicare guru. It is currently annual enrollment period right now for anyone who is Medicare eligible. So folks, stay tuned. We've got a whole long list of guests, lots of colleagues and members of our team who can help you. Uh, again, the show's uh, phone number, 844-434-4TFG. You've got the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, and Stefan Mahailu in for Mike and Glenn. Beautiful fall day. It's football season, it's hockey season, and it is election season, folks. Early voting starts today. That's right, today. Get to the voting booths, folks. Go to the polling places wherever you are. We've got to turn the tide on this crazy liberal democratic path we're on right now. Uh, if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. We do a lot. Mike, you take care of our home and auto property and casualty division. Um, we've got Brian Janik on the line. He is one of the heads of our Medicare health insurance, I'll say. But Medicare season is upon us. Annual enrollment period. Brian, are you there? Hey, guys. I'm hey, here, guys. we're good. How are you? Good. Awesome. So it's a pretty important time for you and your team. I know, Brian Faraci, you, um, the whole team, it's a fabulous team you've uh, well, created. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like falling <laughs> apart here, but I can uh, I can continue. So there's a lot going on on the Medicare side, Brian. Um, can you give us a little sense of what things are like right now? A lot of activity in your corner. Right. So um, we've seen a lot of changes this year with the plans, and um, every year with Medicare plans, Medicare reviews the plans, and the plans can change from year to year. 
And we've been on a, a nice swing here three, four years where we've actually been seeing the plans getting better and better year after year. So co-pays are going down. We got um, dental being added in the plan. So not only do you have, you know, your coverage for your cleanings, now we have plans, even zero premium plans, that provide coverage for fillings, extractions, root canals, crowns, dentures. You know, so this is all stuff that's, you know, in there into these plans, we have plans that include coverage for massage therapy. Um, you got your over-the-counter. You have your um, you have gym memberships included. And in addition to that, you know, you got a lot of these plans that lower copays to no copay for a primary care doctor, no copay for lab work. So as people are really thinking about their plans for next year, it's really the, the time to start to think about, am I getting – is my plan meeting my needs for the next year? You know, that's what you're really starting to look at. Maybe you need more dental next year, and it may make sense to switch carriers for a year to get the better dental plan for next year. So that's really, you know, as these plans change from year to year, it's really looking at what are your specific needs. But the, these sound like significant changes, Brian. So more, now more than ever, people really need to see you. When you're talking about just your typical health insurance needs, prescription drug needs, but now you're even talking dental vision. People really have to understand that this can save a lot of money, but you can also stay well by seeing someone like you, an AHIP certified agent. Right. And, and being independent, we look at all the different carriers, you know, so um, we're looking at your medications. We're looking at uh, the doctors that you see. We're also going to look to see Maybe, you know, years past, you know, everything was able to be done here in Buffalo and you never thought about going to the Cleveland Clinic or maybe now you're a snowbird and you're like, you know what, if something happens when I'm in Florida, I don't want to have to come back to Buffalo. I want to stay in Florida to, to get my care done. There's plans with national provider access. There's plans that, that you can go to to make that, to, to give you the, the benefits that you need. So that's why we always say it's key to talk to somebody at least once a year. You know, a lot of our clients, you know, it's a five, ten minute phone conversation because they may not, things may not have changed from last year to this year, but they're going to know the new benefits. It's also going to remind them on some of the benefits on the plan this year that they may have forgotten about. And it's like, hey, just so you know, your plan has this benefit. You know, you got to the end of the year to use this up and it, you know, it clicks it in and then people are like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So doing these reviews every single year, it's not only for the next year. Sometimes it trigger something on what you could have been doing this year. And then even as we're going through a year for everybody, the reason why, you know, it's good to work with local people. So if you have somebody that you're, um, that you're working with and you're calling an 800 number and it's not somebody that you, you know that you're going to get time and time again, work with somebody that you can call any time of the year, that if your needs change, they can look to see, is there a reason to make your plan change? You know, so as, as we're here in the Buffalo market, we know all the key carriers. We know all the key hospitals, Roswell, Buffalo Medical Group, UBMD, all of these places that people, you might look now and say, geez, I'm healthy. I don't need anything. But what the heck is going to happen in the middle of the year next year? But having somebody local that you can say, hey, Brian, or Chris, or, you know, calling our office and saying, hey, guys, you know, this just happened, you know, should I make a plan change? So 
being independent and looking at all the different options and having the relationship with all of the carriers helps that we can tell people every single thing that's out there and make the right choices. No doubt. No doubt. Brian, thank you for calling in. I want to also just really quickly plug that you also do group insurance. So folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS to reach any of our Medicare AHIP certified agents, 833-FIN-GUYS. Thanks a lot, Brian. All right. So, so, so Stefan, we had some pretty significant debates this week, huh? Yeah. I mean, Brian knows what he's talking about, but, uh, John Fetterman running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. My Lord, this guy sounds like a train wreck. If you're not familiar, he literally suffered a stroke four days before the Democratic primary. And God bless this guy. He should be in a nursing home and not running for the Senate. Take a listen. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. The president has found him to be impressive that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? I, I, I do support fracking and. I don't I don't. I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Uh, incredibly bright and talented person. So I think it's it's critical that we be co- consistent and I do not believe in supporting the uh, Supreme Court. Who's just as capable as always uh, to carry out uh, his office, uh, the duties of his office, as we know he is Lieutenant Governor currently. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, you should be able to live in dignity as well, true. And has great ability and heartfelt concern for the people of the Commonwealth. Uh, to me, careers are revealed uh, by your, your real underlying values. And that is what uh, the president has observed himself. The abortion decision should be left up to states, and specifically when John Fetterman... You with Doug Mastriano. One moment, Mr. Fetterman. Uh, that is, uh, you know, as, as is the case before and is the case today. Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have 60 seconds. No, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say the same thing we've said about Joe Biden because they sound very similar, which is very sad. We need to stop pushing people in politics for this very reason, right? This guy cannot run a lemonade stand or or a, a kindergarten class, let alone a state. I don't think he could pay for a lemonade at a lemonade stand in his condition. Right. It's really, and what do they, Fetterman raised $2 million after this disastrous performance. And what's even more shocking is that in the recent polls, I mean, Dr. Oz is up by three points, 48-45, but who's voting for that guy? Uh, And it's also horrific that his wife and his handlers mm -hmm. put him out there and let him debate like that. And I'll say again, Stephanie, you said it perfectly, who in their right mind is the 45% that's voting for him? And is it the same 35% or whatever it is that says Biden's doing a good job right now? You have to be out of your mind. Yeah, I, I just can't believe there's minimal um, criteria, like yeah. aptitude, that allows someone to continue to stay in a race like this. Or and someone's going to vote for this guy. 
God bless his soul. He doesn't know what his name is. The, the only problem for Republicans and for Dr. Oz is that before the debate, a little more than 500,000 people in Pennsylvania had already cast their ballots. They sent their ballots in. So their hmm. decision was already made before they saw that train wreck of a debate performance. So as hard as it must have been, and clearly it was for Fetterman, for Oz, imagine standing there beside a guy that's absolutely ready to fall over. I mean, yeah. not physically, but he's he seemed almost propped up. He had no idea what to say next. He's looking at, wasn't he looking at screens, closed yep. caption screens? Yep. I mean, it was really, uh, I, I've never seen anything like it. It's cringeworthy. And I was going to say, and then Chuck Schumer talking to Joe Biden the next day is like, well, he didn't muck it up too bad for us, oh, so gosh. we're okay. Well, it's also media malfeasance because reporters treated Fetterman with kid gloves for months. I mean, literally hiding the fact that he's a stroke victim and all of a sudden, his disability, his inability to even string together a coherent sentence was on full display for the entire world. Really something. Um, lots of debates going on this this uh, time of year, right? We had the the Zeldin Hochul, Fetterman Oz, um, DeSantis. And I do know that we're going to talk about the more debates after. And I do want to make a point about the fact that debates happening after people are already voting is just totally Oh, yeah. It's just a terrible way to do business to me. To have debates after hundreds of thousands of people's voted makes no sense. Yeah, half a million people voted yeah. already in Pennsylvania yeah. before the debate. Because if I, I mean, again, I cannot imagine anyone in their right mind casting a ballot for Fetterman after that debate performance. No, I think they just Biden. want someone there. It's almost like saying, I just want Biden there because right. you know he's not in control. Right. So if Fetterman gets in, clearly he's not in control of anything. No. He's just no. there as their kind of puppet, right? Handler him. Really brutal. Always an open mic session, folks. 844-434-TFG. Text line 716-817-0716. Find all of the TFG network of podcasts at financialguysmedia.com. The Financial Guys original podcast with Mike and Glenn. TFG Truth and the Mike and Mahailu podcast, which is clearly the best one, right, Stefan? <laughs> I think we're going to win an Academy Award this year. <laughs> hey, the best podcast. Cuomo won an Emmy. We should win one, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to nominate Mike and Mahailu. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not voting for you guys. Too bad. All right. We're coming up on a break, folks. Uh, stay with us. We've got three more half hours, right? <laughs> That's right. we got an hour and a half to go. Lots of guests lined up. Folks, uh, if you think like us, call us 833-FIN-GUYS. We do a lot financial planning, wealth management, social security claiming strategies. We're actually going to be talking to Ron Reinstein in the next uh, hour. And uh, folks, great to be here. Great fall day. It's bill season. It's saber season. And it is election season. Mike Hayflick with Mike Sparaza and Stefan Mahailu. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All righty. Welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys radio show. Folks, it's election season. Democrats are running scared, folks. There's a lot of energy on the GOP side. Uh, Mike Sparaza, you and I, we had a chance to go see Lee Zeldin this week. We did. He did. He sounded great. And a lot of the uh, GOP candidates sounded very fired up. And the crowd of almost 600, 800 people, they said, was great. It was amazing. And I don't think they're ex uh, expecting this, right? I mean, this is highly unusual for Democrats to be running scared, uh, especially in a governor race. It's been since... In New York. How many years since we had... Almost uh, two decades. Two yeah. decades, George right? Pataki. Yeah. George it's, Pataki was the last Republican governor. And, and you got to give Lee Zeldin absolutely tons of credit. He's got to keep his foot on the gas pedal, folks. 
there hasn't been an elected Republican governor, what, 20 years? That's crazy. Yeah, and I know New York State Democrats are dumping about four million bucks. And it's called GOTV. It's called Get Out the Vote. But I think it's all on Kathy Hochul. I mean, look, her arrogance, basically, I mean, you remember, she compared herself to Jesus. Yeah. And that peasant taxpayers are basically her apostles. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. Spoiler alert, Kathy. I'm still alive and well. And uh, I didn't get that vaccine. And I am. I consider myself decently intelligent. Well, and look, the, the race is tightening, too. I mean, depending what poll you listen to, I've seen polls that has Zeldin only down by four. Emerson College just came up uh, with a poll that said Zeldin's only down six points. And they actually debated this week. I mean, and a huge topic as, you know, Kathy Hochul's favorite topic is, you know, vaccinations, COVID. And I'm a parent. I have ki young kids who are about to enter school. Now, Hochul basically admitted she will force kids to get a COVID vaccine in order to go to public schools. Lee Zeldin said, absolutely not. Any consideration to mandating vaccines for the, the children who are eligible right now? There already are a number of other mandates for vaccines. Is this one going to be added to that list? Yeah, Zeldin, he actually blasted to Hochul, too, for her old boss's policy, Andrew Cuomo. Um, in fact, remember, folks, Hochul was sort of appointed into this position, never voted into being governor. Um, thousands of seniors killed, forcing nursing homes to mix together seniors stricken with COVID. That's what Andrew Cuomo did and those elderly folks who were healthy. Yeah, and it's one of the things that was mentioned in the debate, whereas uh, it comes into, uh, you know, basically Zeldin blasted him on it or Hochul on it, where they talked about you know, wait a minute, your old boss, he's the one that forced seniors to go into nursing homes. And I think Zeldin actually was pretty good about that point. No doubt. No doubt. I think he really held up on that. And I, I, I don't know. I, you, you watch the debate and you go, could he have done anything more? I don't think so. I think he really did hold his ground in the time he was given. And take a listen. That talking about what happened in nursing homes. Where was my opponent with the deadly nursing home order and cover up? Why is it that the numbers are still on the Department of Health website that are outdated? What about the meeting with the COVID uh, families who lost their loved ones, who were promised a long overdue COVID investigation, never got, got it? Why didn't you speak up with regards to the deadly nursing home order and cover up? Yeah, it's something. I mean, I think he was spot on. And Stefan, I think you said it perfectly earlier, the, the smug look on on uh, Kathy Hochul's face throughout the debate, just smirking and, and, and almost shooing away any idea that she's made mistakes or she hasn't had her issues as a governor or, or even working for Andrew Cuomo. I think the difference is in New York State, Democrats, they haven't been in a competitive race in 20 years. So it's not that they don't know how to run campaigns. Of course they do. But I think Kathy Hochul is just running a train wreck of a campaign, assuming that because there's such a massive Democratic enrollment advantage. I mean, look, 50% of the enrolled voters in New York State are Democrats, 22% are independents, 22% are Republicans, and they tend to take it for granted. They think they're just going to steamroll Republicans, but not this year because of inflation, gas prices, and especially the issues of COVID and crime. Yeah, and you can't change your stripes this late, right, uh, Stefan? I mean, this is 
this is so late in the game. She's got to double down on all these other other, you know, crazy, crazy positions because you can't change your stripes this late. But don't you think it's ridiculous? It's all she's talking about is abortion. Yeah, I, I, I'm really lost at, at what the Democratic platform is, period. And it's not just Kathy Hochul in New York, folks. It's everywhere, every single one, whether it's Katie Hobbs, whether it's Kathy Hochul, whether it's um, Charlie Crist in Florida, they're just not campaigning on anything other than, oh, you agreed with Trump, you're bad, right? You you don't believe in abortion for, it's just getting ridiculous. What I no hear, platform. What I hear from clients every day is, Everything's more expensive. I had a great client come in. She says, you know how I know how prices are up, Mike? I said, well, how? She says, the price of lettuce. The price of lettuce was 99 cents a head. It's now 3.99 a head. Mm -hmm. That's what people care about. The, the prices of food, the prices of fuel, and their families, right? That's what they care about. And oh, by the way, not getting shot on the streets that you're walking or getting pushed in front of a, yeah. a, a subway. That would be something I would think people would care about, too. But here, here's the problem, though. Again, you know, hey, if you get the nail on the head, people are cared about the so-called kitchen table issues. There are people in New York State and Erie County, they have to decide whether or not they're going to put gas in the car, feed mm -hmm. their kids, or buy prescription drugs. Now, of course, I'm pro-life. Abortion is important to me as a Catholic, and I, I am pro-life, and I want to push that point to as many people as possible. But when it comes to the bread and butter kitchen table issues, people care about the fact they can't feed their families. And that's why you're going to see a red tsunami this year. But Joe Biden says he had these kitchen table talks with his dad back in the day. You know, that that's his big thing now, right? I, I used to sit at the table and talk to my dad about that. I don't know what you were talking about, Joe, because this is what people are actually talking about, right? How much things cost, how they want to go to work and, and, and peace and be able to walk on streets and be able to go on the subway to go to work and not worry about getting robbed, not worrying about their kids seeing a guy overdose on the side of the street. And if you want to go back to COVID, I mean, look at Erie County's numbers. Basically, 19 people died. 15 were fully vaccinated. 80% were fully vaccinated and they still died. So, of course, let's trust the science. Yeah, it's... Let's trust the science. I'm not sending my kids to public school if Kathy Hochul says kids have to be vaccinated for COVID. And Mike, I'll say Joe Biden just said this week, just said in a press conference this week about COVID that the majority of people dying are are not vaccinated or not have their fully vaccinated. It's not that's not the case where how can they get Stefan? You're a political guy. How can they get away with lying on every single issue and not actually getting called out about it unless it's you or I? Because they get away with it. Democrats get a free pass for media. But again, think about it, folks. Early voting is going on right now. Early voting is going on right now. You can cast your ballot for Elise Zeldin for governor, Mickey Kearns for Erie County clerk, Joe Larigo for state Supreme Court. And when you want to talk about the governor's race, again, Kathy Hochul wants to make your sure force vaccinations on your kids or they're not going to public schools. So if you have no problem with Kathy Hochul sticking your kid with a jab of COVID, then fine, vote Democrat. But you know what? I think you're brain dead if you don't cast a ballot for Elise Zeldin early voting today. No doubt. A couple things to plug, guys. Um, Shavetta's dinner on November 11th, 11 a.m. Easy, folks. 11, 11, at 11. Proceeds to go to Western New York's Heroes, $15 at dinner. It starts at 11 a.m., so I think by 2, 2.30, I'll bet all the chicken's gone. So come early. Also, a college planning seminar here in our very own TFG Academy, right at 305 Spindrift in Williamsville, New York. That's going to be led by... Mike Shaver, one of our wealth managers and colleagues, college planning seminar, November 9th, 6.15 p.m. Um, again, live election show, That's 8 p.m. till midnight. 
Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, this team, and Stefan Mihailu, this team you're listening to right now, live election day show. How do we uh, how do we get to that, Mike? So uh, Mike. people are going to go to the media website. So it's financialguysmedia.com. There will be a link there, and you will have a live election show with the three of us. Good looking cats. That's right, and we haven't won our first Emmy yet. No, we will though. And we might after no, that. Broadcast. We will. We will. <laughs> we'll be firing everybody up some some beers at the table, like you said, Stefan. Oh, you better believe yeah. it. Yep. Uh, we have some good obolone, a good Ukrainian beer. Hopefully, we're celebrating, folks, that night, election day again. Uh, voting has begun. Okay. I, I do want to go to a quick phone call, Mike, before we go to the break. We do have John from Rochester. Uh, John, I know you wanted to make a comment on election. We're going up against a quick break, so I'll give you a minute here to roll with the punches. Okay, number one, uh, Brian Janik did an excellent job for my mom, by the way. But, you know, uh, we had a debate last night on WXXI, the local NPR station, between Laurent Singletary and Joe Morelli. Uh, Laurent Singletary is the African-American former police chief, Republican. Morelli is a left-wing Democrat uh, who was the, uh, uh, the subservient... Uh, Subleader for Sheldon Silver. He was a Sheldon Silver advocate uh, when he was majority leader in the assembly. And uh, uh, Morelli tried to get a, allegedly tried to get a black legislator from the county fired from her job at RIT. And, and uh, not a peep out of this WXXI panel, the left wing moderator, really, and a couple of the panelists really. Uh, went after Singletary unfairly, I believe. Not a word was saying about uh, Morelli's uh, position on 5 million illegal aliens. He hasn't said a peep about that in sanctuary cities. He's against energy independence, uh, fossil fuels. High, he's for high gas prices, etc. Not not a word about that in that debate. Sure. And John, of course, of course, there's no not a peep. It's like putting uh, no defense on the field when the Bills are on offense. It's like they will never, ever, ever interject. They will never follow up with anything. In fact, they won't even follow up with another big softball question. So thanks for for calling in, John. Always a great contribution Thanks, to our show. Yeah, it's just it's just unfathomable how these people they're like puppets these media uh you know speakers but we know we know who it is and, and we know what they do and this is not shocking anymore uh, mike we do have two live guests coming up right after the break so i'm going to tease that ron reinstein from our office and then uh, the owner of Kitchen restaurant calling in as well here right after the break we are the financial guys media network and we will be right back all righty welcome back TFG Network of Podcasts, folks, find that at financialguysmedia.com. You'll also be able to hear the three of us, Mike Spraza, Mike Hayflick, and Stefan Mihailu, on election night, 8 o'clock till midnight, folks. We're going to be there to uh, report, right? We're going to report on what's going on. And uh, right now, I'd like to get Ron Reinstein. He's one of my colleagues on the wealth management side of our firm. Ron, are you there? Still here. How are you doing, guys? Hey, we're doing great. Great. Thanks for joining us, um, Ron. I think, you know, you and I, we see lots and lots of people throughout the week. And um, it's been a story of inflation, rising interest rates, and then watching to see what the market will do. Um, what do you tell your clients these days? How do you keep them sort of grounded and, and keep them with as little anxiety as possible? It's a great question. And I always go back to, and this is really something that you and I have been adamant and emphasizing for, you know, the last three, four years we've worked together closely. It's about the plan. It's about looking at 
what you own, where is your asset segmented and as it relates to when you think you're going to use the money or are you using the money and just to get like the right amount of risk. And one of the things that I've started to notice with new clients that are coming aboard that you hear my advisor made me more aggressive, I didn't want to do it, or just even the stuff that they own, Mike, I've been starting to see a lot of the uh, ESG funds or ETFs come in and I say, you're going to base your investments off of someone else's political views. Does that mean they're going to make money? And that's really one of the big things, though, too, as it relates to the plan is what are we going to do to captivate, to create, and to you know keep that income coming in? Like you said, Mike, the expenses that are getting out of control, I hear it. You know, every week with, you know, my wife, when she comes back from grocery shopping is three bags, 200 bucks, four bags, 320 bucks. And when's it going to end? Yep. And if you fail to plan, plan to fail. I think the key word, Ron, is plan, plan, plan. What's going on in your yeah. household? Don't do what your neighbor's doing. Don't listen to pundits. Do what you need to do for your household. And that's how we can really help people. Folks, to find Ron Reinstein, call us 833-FIN-GUYS. Um, Ron is a seasoned guy at this stuff. you got to plan. Let him help you. Ron, thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Awesome. Have a good one, Ron. These are really like, there's a lot of anxiety out there, folks. When this long, long kind of malaise of a market is upon you, you've got to know how to handle it. Again, Ron Reinstein, fellow colleague wealth manager 833 fin guys to reach ron yeah it's a horrible market out there you know i i cannot imagine blue collar folks whose paychecks are the same and the cost of living is going up i mean the market's tough across the country it's tough in new york state i mean look no further than meta uh we all know him as facebook uh they actually released a global small business survey <laughs> this is nuts 37 percent of new york businesses reported lower sales and almost one third reported hoping that a strong christmas season can even help them keep their doors open uh mike mihailu of course your favorite podcast and meta spokesperson diana Sukis. she joined the mike mihailu podcast to talk about their new york state findings 26 percent of um of businesses in New York are still expecting uh, challenges um, in operating due to a lack of demand and lack of customer demand in the next couple of months. Um, and that's actually up 11 points since the last time in January. And as we know, we're moving into the holiday season where a lot of small businesses really look to make up the, the large um, portion of their annual income and revenue. And so we're really trying to see the best way that we can help support small businesses as they go into, um, into this very critical time period. And let's hear straight from a ball small business owner. It's Bob Gemiolo, who's the owner of the Kitchen Restaurant. He's on Clinton Street in West Seneca. If you actually go to his website, at the very top of the banner, it says, we proudly support our military, emergency first responders, and public servants. Great guy. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. How are you today? We're great. So you tell us, you're a small business owner in New York State. How difficult it is it to keep your doors open right now? Well, it's super difficult. I mean, it's been ever since, I mean, ever since I began and that was at the, um, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it wasn't by choice. It just happened that way. Um, but, you know, the IRS's definition of a small business is 500 employees or less. Let that sink in. So I'm not even close to that. You know, like I'm a micro business, but all of these, you know, bailouts and stuff that came, you know, way, way long ago, those were all directed towards companies that had 500 employees or less. So guys like me, we didn't get anything. 
So very difficult. Um, I mean, we're not looking for handouts or anything, but I mean, the uh, the way the market is, uh, you know, Ron was just talking about the groceries and stuff, and you know, when it comes to the cost of food and cost of consumables, we have to try to pass that on to the customer to to make ends meet. And, you know, some of them get sticker shock because of it. You know, um, there's, there isn't as much um, disposable income going on out there. But, um, you know, we're hanging in there with uh, the support of uh, some, uh, some good people, and we appreciate them. Bob, I just want to ask you this. I know that it's very, very difficult to get employed, um, employment, um, finding people to work for you. Have you had any trouble in that respect? Of course. Uh, this industry has been decimated. It's never going to be the same as what it, what it once was. Um, I think a lot of people just realize, you know, when, the ones that are in it, um, they realize how much work it actually is. Um, is there is there a reward? And sure, there is. Um, but you got to work for it. And um, some people just aren't willing to do the work, or the you know, a lot of people are hightailing it out of here. You know, like New York State is not keeping their people. A lot of them are going. So we were just talking about this the other day. Like, where is everybody going to work? And it's probably out of state. And I know, Bob, it was just rough timing, pure coincidence that you opened the doors of your restaurant just before the COVID pandemic struck. So you've got COVID to deal with, high taxes in New York State, overregulation. I mean, how how frustrating is it where you're thinking, okay, is it even worth it to keep your doors open in New York State? Yeah, it is very frustrating. Um, sometimes you question your sanity when you're doing it. Um, but, I mean, it, it comes down to, you know, trying to survive. I mean, the days, you don't really have time time to, to wait around and decide. I mean, the days are upon you. you got to be open and you got to be able to uh, generate some cash flow, whether it's uh, – in the red or in the black, I mean, you got to generate something, and um, it is more difficult now than ever. Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty out there, and um, you know, we're hoping that uh, things turn around. But we've also, um, you know, we also know what the track record is in this industry uh, as of late, and um, you know, it's very stressful because you don't know. A lot of anxiety because it's just the fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen, and what the next round of nonsense is going to come out like masking and vaccinations. And, you know, what, when is it going to end and why it just seems, why do they seem to pick on this industry? Um, when it's already difficult, it's almost like they don't want it to exist anymore. Well, God bless you. That's Bob Gemiolo. He's the owner of the Kitchen restaurant on Clinton street in West Seneca, a Patriot, someone who fought the good fight when it comes to uh, going up against big government and health departments with vaccines and mask mandates. So please, you know, support those that stood strong with us, the Kitchen restaurant on Clinton street. Bob, thanks so much for joining us and God bless you. Thanks guys. Bless you too. All right. Thank All right. you, Bob. Yeah. I mean, talk about courageous. I mean, you've got to be really courageous to, to be self-employed. Um, I often will say to Mike and Glenn, how did you do it? Like all these years of dealing with not only New York State, but up and down economies, taxes. Uh, I mean, you really have to be strong well, to and, be, and, be self-employed. People don't look at it. It's not just, you know, OK, oh, we just got to open our doors and shut our doors every day. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. You have employees, you have payroll, you have insurances you have to pay for. Right. You have clients that you have to, you know, help and service and do the right thing by. And then, of course, there's a lot of financial uh, you know, issues with running a business, marketing and, you know, uh, office supplies, a lot of things. 
then all of a sudden your business is told, you know what, shut down because of a, a flu. Just shut everything down. Don't worry. It'll all come back. No, it won't. But here in the People's Republic of New York, though, if government picks and chooses winners and losers, look at the Amazon deal. Yeah. Um, AOC and these radical socialist progressives basically shut down the Amazon deal because they said, wait a minute, you're giving out billions of dollars in tax breaks to a company, shut it down, shut it down. But they're giving away five to six billion dollars in tax breaks to this company that's a Micron that's building in Albany. And no Democrat is saying a peep because we're a week and a half before Election Day. And that's why you have so many companies going to Florida. Texas, the Carolinas, because taxes in New York state are out of control. People can barely live here and businesses can barely survive. It's it's nuts to think that AOC and these Democrats, literally 25,000 jobs, killed it because Amazon got a, a few billion dollars in tax breaks. That same exact thing is happening to Micron in Albany and the Democrats aren't saying a word. Because nope. we're so close to election day, and they think that's going to be their chances to beat Lee Zeldin. And how can we make a change? Early voting starts today, folks. Early voting starts today. And there is no shame in my game in saying support Lee Zeldin, support Mickey Kearns for clerk, and support mm -hmm. Joe Larigo for state senate or as a state supreme court. And if you want to hear from three great guys on election evening, tune in TFG election show. Mike Sparaza, Mike Hayflick, Stefan Mahailu, live on the, oh, I always say the, I got to stop saying the, that used to be our website, financialguysmedia.com. Yes. And uh, folks, if you can take part in our show, text line 716-817-0716. Sometimes people don't want to call in, you can text in. You can also call in 844-434-4TFG. Folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. And again, election day, we are doing a live four hours together, the three of us on financialguysmedia.com. We're coming up on a hard break, folks. We've got a whole second hour ahead. We're gonna be talking crime and candidates. Do not go away. You've got Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, and Stefan Mahailu live in studio. We are the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. Bar, you had to have food available, soups, sandwiches, etc. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program. Soup's not a meal. This is the dinner. The soup counts. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. More than just hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings, you had to have some substantive food. I had a hot dog earlier. I'm not that hungry. I didn't tell you to have a hot dog. Who told you to have a hot dog? Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is the Financial Guys Media Network, our second hour in studio live. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, and Stefan Mahailu. It is election time, folks. Election time. Early voting starts today. Get out and vote. We've got to turn the tide, folks. Is it going to be a red wave in New York? Let's hope so. Let's hope it's just a big enough wave to unseat Kathy Hochul. You know what's amazing? God bless my mother's soul. She's been dead nine years. Every year since, she's vote Democrat every single year. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> I, I can, actually. I can believe it. Okay. And I was going to say, that that commercial I just played, you know, that sums up the, the liberal and the, the Democrat party right there. You need to have a full meal to go to the bar. So if you're just drinking there, you can't, you're going to pass COVID. If you have a full meal, you won't pass COVID. Yeah, they want to micromanage every yeah, single yeah. thing in our lives. Sums it up. Um, and if you don't like it, you're a deplorable, right? That's what we are told. 
Mike, you and I had the opportunity to see Lee Zeldin and a number of other conservative GOP candidates this past week, Thursday, in Kenmore. And uh, if you don't believe that you uh, belong here in New York, folks, because Kathy Hochul thinks if you don't believe like her, you should leave. Let's listen to Lee Zeldin. When she says that I am no longer a New Yorker because I am challenging her and she disagrees with my views, she's saying that you're not a New Yorker. When she demands that I get on the bus and move to Florida, she's demanding that all of you get on the bus and move to Florida. Yeah, I think she, you know, he, he summed that up perfectly, right? She doesn't have any respect for anybody that doesn't agree with everything that she says and that what the Democrats say. It's not just her. She is falling right in line with the Joe Bidens, the Kamala Harris's, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, all of them. Stefan, these people are not considering us anymore, are they? They're they're thinking of us there to serve them. She's not there to serve us. Yeah, they're all about self-service and not public service. And I think that's why Lee Zeldin actually pulls off this race for a governor by a point, point and a half. Because, look, crime, even New York City, people don't want to walk on the subways because they're afraid of, get, of getting you know, pushed on the tracks or killed or stabbed. I mean, and in their debate, basically, this week between Zeldin and... I nearly fell off my chair when Zeldin talked about reducing crime in New York, and Kathy Hochul bizarrely responded. I mean, we're talking tone deaf here mm -hmm. by basically saying, Lee, I don't know why reducing crime is so important to you. This governor, who still to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you all. Lee's own uh, ch children, his own daughters, had to run upstairs and hide in a bathtub, right, or in the bathroom, wondering, are there shots coming at us? Are there shots coming at our house with, what, 20 feet from them was the, the, the bullet uh, holes? Yeah, I mean, it literally, like fell on their doorstep. I mean, crime literally on his doorstep. It was these two scumbag gangbangers. They were shot and decided to run for cover and they were literally bleeding out on Zeldin's porch. And Mike, as you just mentioned, just feet away from where his daughters were doing homework. Kathy Hochul believes that the only crimes that are being committed are these crimes with guns. And you, you have people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, Mike, you had mentioned the subway incident. You know, this isn't like an isolated thing. Oh, you know, wow, what a terrible story. Somebody got pushed in front of the subway. It's like, did it happen yet this hour? Mm -hmm. Did it happen yet in the last half hour? Because that's what it's happening right now. The The amount of, of violent crime in New York City and San Francisco and places like Chicago is off the charts. And it's not once a year. It's not once a month. It's once a day. Yeah, it, it starts to, you know, make me think, does does Kathy Hochul even care? Does she even know? Has she seen these clips like we have on television? Or is she just that arrogant and thinks too bad? That's the problem, but we're going to stay in power whether you like it or not. And here's the problem with Democrats like Kathy Hochul. They coddle criminals 
and they basically turn their back to law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. They don't give a damn. And that's why you're hearing Democrats across the country, not just Kathy Hochul, talking about abortion in this campaign, when, again, families cannot afford gas, they can't afford groceries, and especially in New York City, they're afraid to leave their home, walk down the street, or go on the subway because they think they're going to die. And not only are they turning their back on, on citizens of the state, they're turning their back on law enforcement, too. So law enforcement feels like they can't do their job because they have no backing by the government. And that's a problem. I know we've talked to Zeke Arkham, yep. Mike, on the yep. second best podcast <laughs> in the Financial Guys Media Network. No, 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 no. That one's better. That one's better. <laughs> I can play both. I, I just realized Speraza never loses, does no, he? I'm, I'm a winner. Between ours and You're yours. getting an Emmy either way. <laughs> he so. gets an Emmy no matter what. He's hitching his wagon to Hayflick yeah. and Mahailu. <laughs> to be honest, I think Mike and Glenn's podcast probably blows everything else away. But but nonetheless, we've spoken to Zeke Arkham, New York City cop, right? Yep. Detective. Mm-hmm. Is he a detective now? I believe he is. Yep. Um Zeke, Zeke just, he really brings it to light. Like it's an everyday thing. The people in blue are not respected. They, they, they feel they're not respected. They are not respected by this crew, um, by, by Mayor Adams, right? Mayor Adams in front of microphones will snicker. He'll say, oh, come on, you know, New York, we're a destination. We're a, we're an experience people. Yeah. You know what the experience is? Watch your back. Don't get thrown off the subway platform. Well, even in New York City, look what they're doing for illegal immigrants. Now, go to any homeless shelter, especially shelters for veterans in New York City, and law-abiding citizens, American citizens, are in hell holes of shelters, but yet they build this multi-bazillion dollar tent city in New York. They've got Xbox, Playstations, the whole nine yards. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, I'm usually not at a loss for words, but I'm at a loss, Stefan, on why people keep voting for these people, though. I keep saying it, right? I, I can't even believe this race with Zeldin and Hochul is close. When you look at the body of work, it's horrendous for Let's Hochul and Cuomo. This. Let's talk about this. Here are a few categories. If you're really, really, really poor, they are, I think, they, they don't know what to do. So what do they do? They do exactly what they do each year. They think that they're just going to get a lot of support from the Democrats, right? That's what they're told, yeah. which is really disgusting to me because talk about how the feeling of achievement is, right? You get your first job, you get your first promotion, you get a certification, a degree, you get your you get your jobs and you start yeah. helping people. They rob people of that opportunity. And then who do you have? The elites. You know what they're saying? Doesn't matter to me. I'm fine. So they they keep voting Democrats. It's the people, like you said earlier, Stefan, it's the people at their kitchen table saying, I don't like the way the schools are going. I'm afraid to walk down a downtown city street. I need to make a living. I need to put food on the table and gasoline in my car. Those are the people who care. And hopefully those are the people that turn the tide and we get a guy like Lee Zeldin in office. And I'm telling you, I cannot say it enough that early voting is going on right now. And I make... No bones about supporting Lee Zeldin for governor, Mickey Kearns for county clerk, Joe Lurigo for state Supreme Court. Go out and vote. It starts today in New York State. We can take our state back starting today. Or as Sparaza says, vote at 6 a.m. on election day. (laughs) Either way, get out there and vote. Stop being a keyboard warrior and let's get those great candidates over the finish line. And it's not we can, it's we need to. We don't have a choice anymore. You have to turn this election and turn it red because New York State can't go much longer. To reach us, folks, 844-434-4TFG, text line 
800-336-0716. We're going to come up on here a quick break. We're going to be right back, folks, talking more about elections, talking about crime, talking about the choices that are in front of you starting today. Early voting starts today. Got Mike Hayflick, Mike Spraza, and Stefan Mahailu live in studio. We are the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. All righty, welcome back to the Financial Guys radio show. You got Mike Hayflick, Mike Spraza, and Stefan Mahailu live in studio. Welcome. Wonderful fall day. Leaves are nearly off the trees. I keep thinking back to that October storm. I want all the leaves off the trees before snow flies, okay? We do not need another mess like that, right? I just don't want to clean them up. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a, it's like, it could be a full-time job if I, uh, you know, if I really made it one. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a great time here. Bills are winning. Sabres are mostly winning. And it's election time, folks. We have to vote. You have to get out there and change this 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 uh, pattern we're on of of the politicians feeling like they're they're in a position for us to serve them and not for them to serve us. We've got to get people like Lee Zeldin in. Um, you just got to get out there, folks. Early voting starts today. Or if you like like to think like Sparaza, go first thing in the morning uh, on Tuesday, November 8th, November 8th, Election Day. Um, so we've got a lot going on here here at the financial guys offices. We've got a Chevetta's drive-through dinner on November 11th, starting at 11 a.m. Pretty easy to remember. 11, 11 at 11 a.m. till it's gone, probably till about two o'clock. Proceeds will benefit Western New York heroes. We also have a college planning seminar coming up, folks. Mike Shaver, certified college planning specialist here at the Financial Guys Academy, November 9th, 615. You can register at the events tab on thefinancialguys.com, our website. Uh, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. We do a lot. Um, we got a text on on people who are, I think, a little bit leery about even voting, Mike. Yes, I will not be voting because both sides are corrupt. And the same person said, how could he guarantee a red wave if the election cannot be trusted? Because you're not voting. <laughs> Get your rear end out and vote. I, I cannot say it enough. Early voting starts today. And I think we should do like a drinking game that every time I mention vote for Lee yes. Zeldin for governor, Mickey Kearns for clerk, or Joe Larigo for state Supreme Court, that everyone takes a shot of Krupnik because <laughs> we'll all be on the floor by the end of the day. But you know what? It's our platform. We're conservatives. Get out there and vote. There's no excuse to sit home when voting is so easy, especially in Erie County. And I'll say this, too. I think if we learned anything from 2020, it doesn't matter what color your state is. If it's red, blue or purple, get out there and give yourself a chance. That's all you can do. Get out there, vote for what you believe in and give yourself a chance. Right. Inflation has no color. Crime has no color. Everyone out there cares about the things that are kitchen table issues. Yep. I can't afford things. I need work. Um, you know, crime is happening right before our eyes. Every time we go on social media, we're seeing crimes committed on city streets. Many times in these liberal cities like New York City, Chicago, Baltimore, we've got to turn the tide, folks. We have to actually stress that the police are important again, and we need candidates in office that will do that. Folks, we have um, a gentleman on the line, Eric All. Eric is here to promote our Chevetta's dinner. It's going to be, again, I, I said on 11, 11 at 11 a.m. I didn't say, though, where it is. It's at 305 Spindrift, our headquarters here, the Financial Guys flagship office. I've got, uh, um, let's see here. Eric, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, tell us about the event. 
Uh, well, we're just going to be doing it's a drive through Shavetta's uh, dinner uh, on November 11th, Veterans Day, starting at 11, um, like you said, at your head, head office. Um, and all the proceeds are going to be going to benefit Western New York Heroes. Um, you know, we, we did it last year, and it was, you know, well-received by the community. So um, I'm fortunate enough that I'm able to do it again this year and, you know, uh, thankful that everyone in, you know, your company is able to help me out with this. I wouldn't be able to do it without them. So, and of course, everybody that has agreed to take the time out of their afternoon to volunteer and help me as well. Eric, just to make sure people get here on time, how long did it take for you to sell out last year? People got to get here early, right? Yeah, uh, we sold out, I want to say, by around two, um, you know, give or take. So it, we had, you know, it was it was pretty steady, you know, by 11.30, so. It's really cool that you do this. Proceeds, folks, to benefit Western New York heroes. Eric All, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys, so I appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. It's our pleasure to support you and Western New York Heroes. I know that I will not be bringing a lunch that day. I'll be buying a Shabetta's dinner. Yeah, don't forget. It's a good point, yeah. November 11th, 11 a.m., likely selling out around 2, folks, so don't don't wait too long. Um, Great. It's awesome. And uh, it's, it's a great fall season right here. That's just one more thing we can look forward to. Hopefully we're celebrating after November 8th, Election Day, guys, right? Stefan, you had mentioned it might take some time before um, we hear election results after the uh, election. Yeah, I mean, it could be so close that we're going to not know for a couple days even. You know, I really do think that Zeldin's going to pull it off by a point or two. And, and that way, you know, there's going to be lawsuits, the lockdown ballots, and then count again. But literally, as we're on the air, Sandra Magnano, she's running for the state assembly. She says, hey, I heard you guys are talking about early voting. I'm there for early voting. So she's going to be one I'm, I'm casting a ballot to. And I know Eric you know, basically talked about first responders and the mm-hmm. heroes. I mean, look, they're, they're the folks we call in an emergency when we're in trouble. At, at situations like that, you know, first responders, they're the ones basically going towards a dangerous situation, and we are the ones who are basically running away. Yep, and Democrats are the party of defund the police. Just listen for yourself, squad member Cory Bush. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Now, someone who dialed 911 while being attacked this week, it's the first number they, they want to defund the police. But the first number that they call when they're in trouble is 911. And of course, Paul Pelosi, he's the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, this is um, amazing. Absolutely amazing um, and disgusting, right? Repugnant to hear that he gets leveled with a hammer in his own house. Um, the media knew right away, right? The alleged attacker has a history of left-wing leanings. Not making this up, folks. Reporters knew right away the suspect was a hemp-making, Castro-supporting, homeless and nudist advocate. Wait, can you just say that again? I want to hear you say that again. <laughs> Are we talking about Speraza here? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. This is, we're talking about the suspect again. Silver Paul <laughs> The silver. Hemp-making, Castro-supporting, homeless and nudist advocate. You know oh, Speraza. Maybe the nudist advocate part for sure. Is that him? <laughs> At the press conference announcing an arrest, a reporter was caught on a hot mic being ordered not to mention that. Okay, so is this the dude that uh, that uh, is a former like uh, nudist dude? Okay, yeah. Okay, 
Uh, I'm, is it okay to say any of that stuff? No. Oh yeah, don't don't say where he's was from, what he believes in, right? Is that okay? No, 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 don't say no, that. Don't no, say no, no, that. no, no, no. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit their narrative that this guy. I wait a minute. Is that true? Can you read that one more time, Hey Flick? <laughs> making Castro supporting homeless and nudist advocate. Oh, that's an interesting, not even trifecta. That's like a quad trifecta, <laughs> I guess. I thought for sure it was going to be a uh, racist insurrectionist is who this was going to be that did this, right? And and Hey Flick, you said it. You hope. Paul Pelosi's okay, and 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 you know he gets the medical treatment that he needs. You don't wish that on anybody, but it's amazing that the left, you know, is may, maybe this will make them realize, oh, there actually is crime. There is crime around the country. I want to know how, how did this guy get in there? How did I mean? They, it's they getting all weird. Fenced in with security. They're fenced in, but guess what they did? They're all talking about defund the police in San Francisco and Portland and Chicago and New York. All these radical progressive socialists, let's defund the police. Let's defund the police. But again, when they're in trouble, what's the first phone number they call? 911. And I was going to say, here's, hey, look, we say this on our podcast all the time, but you look at Cori Bush. She's not hiding the fact that she hates police and that she doesn't want to back the police and back protection for people. They just slap you in the face with it now. You think the cops are good? You're a moron. We don't need them. Defund them. Let's just bring in the social worker. They used to hide behind this stuff. Now they're actually just just spitting at us with it. Yeah, and it's really ironic and, and sadly ironic. Here they are promoting the, this whole Capitol riot thing, made-for-TV productions of this, right? Who's inciting violence here? Who's inciting division? Yep. I mean, is it is it the Republicans doing this? Trump. It's Trump, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that Trump supporter wasn't one of the first things they said about yeah. this guy who attacked Paul Pelosi. But pretty disgusting how they're very blatantly hypocritical. But they don't care, do they? They do not care. Nope. They just want the power. They want to be reelected. And they just don't care. But even look during lockdowns, basically, they let Black Lives Matter and all these Antifa protesters go without masks. Again, it doesn't fit their narrative. Nope. Nope. All right. Two two things, to, folks, to plug real quick before our break. Shavetta's dinner, November 11th, 11 a.m. Till it runs out. Proceeds to go to Western New York Heroes and a college planning seminar coming up on November 9th, led by Mike Shaber. Folks, don't go away. We've got another half hour with you. Last thing, live election day show, 8 p.m. till midnight. Myself, Mike Spraza, and Stefan Mahailu to bring you election night results as much as we can. We're going to have a good time. Folks, don't go away. We've got one more half hour with you, the Financial Guys here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys, our last half hour, and we're going to start this last half hour with another one of our colleagues, Scott Peel. Scott, are you there? How you doing? We're doing great. Hey, we've been talking crime former law enforcement officer, uh, now one of the wealth managers here with the financial guys, heading up our first responders division now, and I, I will get to that in a moment, but what is your take on crime right now, not only, I guess, in New York State, but in America, and how this might affect elections? Well, you know, our fearless uh, wannabe leader, Kathy Hochul, pretty much said it, you know, nailed it when she said she doesn't know why it's so important. Uh, apparently the voters in New York State think it is because she's become Kathy the crime fighter since making that statement. Um, new ad campaign. Um, crime in general is, is up in double digits. Violent crime across the country, and they don't want to acknowledge that it could be bail reform. It, it could be the raise the age. It could be uh, 
any number of things. We're just not holding, holding the bad guys accountable, and we're telling the police not to do their job anymore. So it's, it's a recipe for disaster, basically. Scott, are, are you saying that we don't want people crapping in the streets and uh, well, people overdosing on heroin? Fr- yeah, I personally frown upon those things. So, yeah, I like to think that uh, I am the voice of reason when it comes to that. So, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, you know, control at least that aspect of things much less worse. Um, but and at I, this point, every, every you know, Democrat-run city is just is literally just getting run into the ground. People are fleeing them uh, for reasons like that. So it, it's tragic. And, Scott, I'll say this before I turn this back over to Mike Hayfuck. I, I saw Andrew Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani's son, who was running for governor in New York, tweeted a, a video this morning of, of him getting off a train and somebody just peeing in the middle of the street. Like, sure, it's a bathroom. It's yeah. amazing. This is America. It's not even just bail reform. Things like that were illegal for a reason. Now they're not. I mean, possession of a hypodermic needle was enough to put you in jail, and now you just literally can pick them up everywhere you go because people are just discarding them. Um, So, yeah, uh, you you think common decency would take over in common sense, but we're not seeing either of those things. And uh, they're just allowing these bad habits to form, and uh, it's creating a worse and worse society, and it's something that needs to change. Um, I'm personally voting for Lee Zeldin. I'm the hope that that's going to happen. Pretty shocking what's going on out there on uh, sideways and uh, <laughs> around some of the liberal cities. We actually have bathrooms here at the financial guys' offices, which is um, something I think I most people often. will find yes. appealing. To uh, be fair, they are being renovated, so we can't use one of them right now. True. <laughs> we can give tours of the new bathrooms no just to show off to people, you know, explain how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've just been going in the middle of the office. It's easier that That's way. That's okay. Uh, you too? Yeah. <laughs> Subway station office. What's the difference? So that's right. Hey, hey, Scott. Real briefly, if you don't mind, just telling us a little bit about how you can help people in a very unique way. Mike and Glenn, they formed our firm to be independent and to be a group of specialists. You are now a new specialist on our team that can help first responders in a pretty special way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a unique problem that we have, and I, I want to say this election is very important. And, you know, Kathy, the crime fighter that she's become in the last week, uh, doesn't mean that she's changed her opinion on this. I don't think the war on police is over. I think it's just it's been paused. So, you know, God forbid she does get elected and all these things start opening up, you really need to have your exit plan worked out. You need to know where you're going and, and when, and you don't want to do it last minute. I believe 4,000 police officers left NYPD last year. I don't think any of them really planned it. I think they just jumped out because it was a desperate time and they just wanted to leave. If those days come back, if the war on police starts, if they want to go after qualified immunity, I suggest you have a plan to go out now, even if you're not thinking that you're going to go out for years, because that could change. Uh, We're one election and one incident away from all that changing once again. Uh, I think that's something that really is important for us to consider. Uh, police awesome. corrections, anyone doing stuff like that, you know, any any number of things can happen, you know, that's going to make your life unlivable in that current circumstance. Why wait? Just like any other emergency, you don't plan that the day it happens. You want that in place for years and years before it actually is something that you need to use. No doubt. No doubt. Scott, thank you for joining us. If you could reach Scott Peel, folks, at 833-FIN-GUYS, if you feel it would help you, please do so. Scott Peel, thanks again. Thanks. Go Bills. Awesome. Yes, go Bills. And uh, folks, the only person in American politics that make John Fetterman look smart, coherent, 
It's our own President Biden. Take a listen at this genius making perfect sense in this soundbite during a press conference. Biden's going to be investing $100 billion. I think I go day after tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. I don't see a problem. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't. Him and Fetterman are like the crazy uncle at Thanksgiving that just shout out random things. And you're like, okay. Okay, Uncle Uncle Stewie. Yeah, put him back in the closet. All right. I mean, but look, it was the same press conference, though. I mean, the the very same press conference, Biden. This is just crazy. He bizarrely claimed that the size of airplane seats and airline fees are racist and unfairly unfairly hurt African-Americans. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans, the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. That's amazing that they can turn that into racism. Didn't Fetterman's wife actually turn swimming into racist? I think she said that it's actually, there's a a history of racism against African-Americans because of, I think, pool availability or something like that. But she's also the same one who's claiming that people shouldn't be criticizing her husband because he can't speak. He literally cannot speak and listen at the same time. So during debates or interviews, he has this massive closed captioning screen because the guy cannot read and talk at the same time. Okay, that was ableism. Yeah. Sparaza, you go now. <laughs> yes. All right, your turn. <laughs> well, I was going to say I'm not going to be any better. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden reminds me of, like, the grandma from Christmas Vacation where they're like, can you say grace? And then Joe Biden would just get up and start doing the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Like, that, that is right. where we're at. And, and, folks, that's not trying to be funny. It's sad, right? It's sad that your president doesn't even know where he is. Fetterman is a stroke victim. He should be in a rehab center right now, (laughs) not being in a debate and running for the United States Senate. Can you imagine? They're not going to have closed captioning screens in the United States Senate for a senator that cannot read and speak or do two things at the same time. Nope. All right, who are you going to make fun of, Hayflick? We're done. <laughs> I don't make fun of people, guys. I don't know. I, I feel a little out of place here. Yeah. All right, you're but... out of here. <laughs> Roz and I are going to finish the show. <laughs> you're done. Oh, my. Folks, uh, to, <laughs> to, to reach us here, um, where's our number, guys? Our uh, number to reach us here, because we've got a little bit more time for phone calls. 844-434-4TFG, text line 716-817. 0716. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Before we get to a call or two, I know we have a whole open segment here to finish the show, but did you see Liz Cheney uh, endorsing the Democrat yesterday? Oh, in Arizona? Yeah. Oh, Carrie Lake had the greatest Yeah, comment. she sure did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Carrie Lake, Republican, former news anchor in Phoenix, running for governor of Arizona. Uh, Liz Cheney basically endorsed the Democrat, and Carrie Lake had just this great response of saying, hey, thank you so much, because now my polling numbers are getting better and more people are donating to me because they know that you are supporting the Democrat. It was just a classic burn. Great letter. And look, Carrie Lake is up by double digits. She's going to be the next governor of Arizona. And who knows after that? There really are some impressive candidates on the GOP side, guys, really. I mean, you know, see across the country here in New York, you and I, Mike, we were able to see Lee Zeldin and a number of people, um, Pinion. Joe Pinion. Joe Pinion, thank you. Um, These are some impressive people, folks. So we need to make a change. And if we can, we've got some really impressive candidates to take us in the right direction. And you can start right now. 
early voting is going on right now in New York State. And folks, get ready to take a shot of Krupnik right now because I want you to vote for Lee Zeldin for governor, Mickey Kearns for county clerk, Joe Larigo for state Supreme Court, and Sandy Magnano texted me uh, for assembly, and Ralph Hernandez is also a Republican candidate for, San, for, San, or for uh, assembly. Look, your vote matters, and, vote, and elections have consequences. I don't know who the hell voted for Joe Biden, but he's turned our country. We've gone to you know, hell in a handbasket in two years. If you want your kids to be forced to be vaccinated, vote for Kathy Hochul. If you want crap and crime in your streets, vote for Kathy Hochul. Right. If you want a less safe New York and a less safe America, vote Democrat. That's what's on the ballot right now. And they can make whatever issues they want. Oh, you, the, the right is very mean. They're angry. They mean tweet. Um, they're taking away rights. If you want that type, if you want your supermarket bill to go up by 50 to 100 percent, keep voting Democrat. The, the differences aren't um, often as stark as they are this year, folks. So it, it should be very difficult um, to figure out what side you'd want to be on and take part. Okay, we had a text earlier, something like, I'm not voting for either group. Well, you know what? Then you you deserve whatever happens after Election Day, folks. If you do not vote, get out and vote. And we are actually highlighting Election Day on financialguysmedia.com, financialguysmedia.com. 8 p.m. till midnight, you'll have we three all uh, at the microphones reporting results. The three musketeers. Um, I'm going to sneak in a quick call, Mike. Uh, Kevin from Pendleton. Kevin, I know you have a uh, comment on the election. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before you do that, though, I said normally call this show the Mike Square show, but since you have the Steph there with you, so I'll have to call it Mike Square Steph Triad if we, for the three of you. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know what? As you guys just uh, stated, um, election has con- consequences, and if you don't vote, don't complain. So why the heck are you calling this program anyway? You know what I'm saying? So you, you, that's the, what what happens there. But hey, what I wanted to tell you to be a bit facetious here. Did you hear what happened with Joe Biden during that photo op when he was um, doing the electric pickup truck? Did you hear about that? I don't think I did see that. Did you see it? No. Okay. Well, what I he drove he drove off the uh, you know wherever they were doing the photo op and stuff, and he drove into an establishment. And he say, and he pulled into the, and he pulled in, and he said, "I'll have a, a, a two a cheeseburger, a large fries, and a shake." And I said, "Sir, no, we can't give you that." He said, "What the hell do you mean you can't give me that? I'm the president of the United States. I want a burger and large fries and and a large shake. What the hell?" He said, "Sir, this is a car wash." So anyway. So that's my two cents in trying comedy there. But but anyway, as you say, election has consequences. And um, look, if you don't vote, don't complain. All right? So anyway. No, co- no question it about day. it, Kevin. No question about it. I love that. Hey, if you yeah. don't vote, don't complain. I love it. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's absolutely right. If you don't get out and vote and then you're upset about the, the conditions, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and and I think it's it's not only voting; it's doing what you can for candidates that you believe in, whether it's you know passing out signs, whether it's going door to door. Stefan, you always say this: go to school board elections, go vote in those. Get put your two cents in. You can't just sit back and, as Stefan said earlier, be a keyboard warrior and just start yelling at people on Twitter or Instagram. That's not going to work. Early voting's going on right now, so vote early, vote often, or on election day. That's right. November Don't 8th. forget that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one more show before Election Day. Mike and Glenn, I think, are back I next believe week. Mike and Glenn are back next week. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. Uh, we do have a college planning seminar November 9th, Mike Shaver. We also have a Chavetta's Chicken Dinner event November 11th, 11 a.m., likely sold out by around 
two o'clock. That was from our friend Eric All supporting Western New York Heroes. We're going to take a quick break. We've got one more segment, folks. Don't go away. You've got Mike Hayflick, Mike Spraza, and Stefan Mihailu, the Financial Guys, on the Financial Guys Media Network. All righty, welcome back. Our last segment here with you on a beautiful, beautiful fall day. It's Bill season, guys. Go Bills! Yeah, go Bills. Against Green Bay uh, Sunday night should be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm a little nervous because when you hear people talking about double-digit spreads, Sparaza, you're a football guy, right? Hey, go Grand Island. Big win yesterday. We did. We did. We uh, won 44-7 yesterday, or 44-8 maybe. Yeah. Does it worry you, though, when you start hearing that the Bills are like double-digit favorites? against anybody like you know I, a team like this no it doesn't stress me out as much because they, they seem pretty grounded they're they're very uh they're not cocky right i think a cocky team you can get in trouble with that i don't see that with this bills team hey speaking of which from a political perspective though that like just triggered the memory mm -hmm. of kathy hochel this week during an interview said that she was the underdog against Lee i did Zellman. hear that how crazy is that where democrats <laughs> have such an enrollment advantage again 50 percent of Voters in New York State are Democrat, 22% independent or blank, 22% Republican. She's calling herself the underdog against Lee Zeldin. Pulling that out of her bag of tricks, huh? Oh, because all she's talked about is abortion for the past four months when people are starving, they can't put gas in their car, crime is rampant. You know what? It's no surprise that Lee Zeldin is that close uh, in the race for governor. And I remember being a young reporter in the early 90s when George Pataki, New York Daily News, I'll never forget it. It was like the weekend before Election Day had Pataki losing by like 12 points, supposedly, and he went on and beat uh, Mario Cuomo. Please correct me if I'm wrong, guys. The undoing of the Roe v. Wade decision, that had nothing to do with New York State, right? So when Kathy Hochul is saying, oh, my gosh, it's Lee Zeldin, he wants to do away with abortion, it couldn't be farther from the truth here in New York. I, I, I mean, here's my thing with it. That ruling and Stefan, we've talked about this numerous times it did not outlaw abortion it just didn't right it left it up to the state's rights and i think a lot of governors including ron DeSantis, has said i will do my research and i will think about something like that right it's not a guarantee they're shutting off abortion for everyone like the left is making it seem and you just need to go listen to a ron DeSantis. go listen to him go listen to other governors now certain governors have said we're going to eliminate it completely but you know I think that the whole point of that ruling, and I, I agree with it, put it back to the states to make that decision. And I think Kathy Hochul is running the worst campaign for governor in state history, where she's so tone deaf, she just thought, oh, the enrollment advantage of Democrats is going to lead me to victory. She's talked about abortion, but that's not what people care about when they're sitting at their kitchen table worrying about how they're going to pay their mortgage, their bills, put food on the table, gas in the car. And that's why Republicans like Lee Zeldin are surging at the end. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Stefan. Would you have Lee Zeldin do anything more than he's been doing in these final, say, week and a half or so of, uh, of this campaign? He's got to stay in New York City. Yeah. If he gets 30% or more of the vote in New York City, he's the next governor. And that's where the race is going to be won or lost. It's also going to be won or lost amongst those blanks or independents who are not in a party. And those numbers are trending towards Zeldin. So that's why I, I really do think this could be a remake of Pataki and the first Cuomo all over again. And I would say this, you know, to Kathy Hochul's credit, saying she's an underdog, 
she may feel that way, and rightfully so, because maybe there's a lot of people that she's running into out there that are telling her, you've created this mess, and now we have to fix it. So maybe she is the underdog at this point. But that's crazy in the People's yeah. Republic of New York. I agree. That an incumbent right. governor who's a Democrat is saying they're an underdog a week out. Yeah. That's but, insane. But they will. They will say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if they just don't think people are listening or if they're just so arrogant, they just don't care. I, I don't know which one it is. I think it's a combination of all of it. She's arrogant, cocky, condescending. I mean, again, calling people her apostles when it comes to pushing the COVID vaccine. I mean, look, folks, you know, and, and Mike uh, Spraza, you said it not too long ago during the show. Kathy Hochul is going to force a COVID vaccine on your child in order for them to attend any school in New York State. Do you want to see the number of homeschool kids skyrocket? My kids included, mm-hmm. who all had COVID, so they got the best natural immunity. Go ahead and vote for Kathy Hope. Yeah, and again, she doesn't care. She's telling you this, right? She's not hiding behind it anymore. The left doesn't hide behind it. You look at AOC and her temper tantrum. Was this week or last week where her where people were going after her at a campaign event, and she starts, you know racistly speaking Hispanic like she was. She she starts shaking her head and wagging at people. I mean, these people are nuts. They're out of their minds. Liberalism is a mental illness. Speaking of liberalism, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my, my friend Alex Stein uh, getting spit on at Penn State this week. Ultra conservative, very, <laughs> very popular on social media, Alex Stein. Yeah, yeah. he we met him in Florida at the Turning Point USA convention. The guy's hilarious. But w- wait, what college was he at? Penn State. Oh, Penn State. Yeah. You're a Penn State fan. Yeah. Yeah. And some crazy students spit on the guy. Yeah. I mean, they went nuts. But again, that goes goes to show you, though, like a college campus should be the place where you discuss ideas. There should be great debates taking place on college campuses, whether you agree with a liberal or conservative. It doesn't matter. There should be a free flow of ideas on a college campus where people can grow based on intellect and thought and debate. And he went and they spit on him. They should be tolerant and all loving, right? Oh, I've never met more, again, (laughs) the most intolerant people I've ever met. Look at how people are melting down now that uh, Elon Musk owns Twitter. Oh, Oh my. (laughs) I got into a Twitter fight with the lady from Star Trek. I don't even know the actress's name. She like came after me on Twitter. I made it. I'm famous. The lady from Star Trek called me out. But but they, they only believe in free speech if it's you believe in their speech. Yeah, I love that meltdown. I love it. What did he do? He, as soon as he, he, he walks in with a uh, sink <laughs> and he <laughs> goes into the headquarters and then didn't he immediately get rid of a whole bunch of engineers? You see them yep. outside on the sidewalk with their personal belongings like they he wanted what some. Uh, oh, my. Some of the his own folks looking at his tesla software. folks yeah the yeah. tesla folks go in there and check out all the software speaking of people on the Love streets it. i don't know if you saw this there was a group of guys that were pretending they got fired from twitter did you see this no and and the mainstream media picked it up right away so these guys have boxes of stuff and they're they're talking and he's like the one guy ends with he's like i gotta go home to my wife and my boyfriend and i gotta talk <laughs> it was it was amazing it was a whole spoof and they were pretending they got fired from twitter they didn't work at twitter oh that's amazing hilarious. and the mainstream media picked it up of course well look we we, we always want to stress about the importance we're, we're less than two weeks away from election day early voting starts in new york and look it is a privilege to have the right to vote and if like-minded conservatives like us or Republicans like us don't get out to vote, then shame on us. Even if every gun owner in New York State voted uh, in, a, in a like-minded Republican conservative way, Democrats would not win a single race in New York State. Yep. And uh, guys, we're going to be covering uh, the election night, 8 p.m. till midnight 
10 days from now, November 8th, and the Tuesday, financialguysmedia.com. If you need help, folks, if you go to financialguysmedia.com, you're not quite sure what to do, please call our office, 833-FIN-GUYS. We'll figure it out, okay? Let's figure it out together so you can take part in our evening, 8 p.m. to midnight uh, election night coverage with Stefan Mahailu, Mike Sparaza, and myself. And we will have the text line live that night so people can chime in with thoughts and we'll be reading some things live on the air. And we're going to have a lot of fun guests. We already have about four or five of them lined up. We're hoping for more than 10 guests this year throughout the show. Yes, Stefan, give everyone a little idea of how we're going to do this uh, for four hours that night. Well, they're going to be treated to the greatest podcast on planet Earth. That's what they're going to be treated to. Are you kidding me? Us three handsome guys? Are you kidding me? I think we're going to to basically melt down the servers because so many people are going to be listening into the Financial Guys election night special. But, yeah, I mean, look, you can be watching your returns on your TV and then listening to us on your tablet, your phone, your mobile device. What's the website again? Financialguysmedia.com? You got it. So election night, 8 to midnight, tune in, and we're going to have live analysis, interviews, the whole nine yards. It's like watching the game on CBS, but listening to uh, Murphy, John Murphy on WGR. That's what you're going to be doing. Watching it on Fox or whatever you're watching on and listening to these guys. And guys, early voting, again, um, I cannot stress enough. And I I make, there's no shame in my game in mentioning that I am voting right now after the show for Lee Zeldin for governor, Mickey Kearns for county clerk, Joe Larigo for state Supreme Court, and for for the assembly, Ralph Hernandez and Sandy uh, Magnano. Get out there and vote. Whether you're going to do it today for early voting, all week long, or on election day, get out and vote. It does matter, folks. It does matter. Folks, if you think like us, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS, go through our unique homework process. Um, We are a financial planning, wealth management firm. We also do other things, lots of other things. We have specialists, social security claiming strategists like myself, like Ron Reinstein, who you heard from earlier this show, health insurance. It's a key time of year, folks, annual enrollment period for those that are eligible for Medicare. Come in and see one of the members of our team, Home and Auto. Mike, do you have a nice little quick uh, success story for us uh, yeah, from this week? Brett and Alec have been doing a great job just finding savings all over the place for people. Now is the time to save money, folks. It is a tough market out there, and, and things are going up every day. Don't let your Home and Auto do that. I go through Sparaza for my Home and Auto. Yeah, I do, I do personally. I'll tell you what, we all have great personal stories of better coverage. I think that's important to know, better coverage and lower premiums. So you can have it all, folks. <laughs> better coverage feed, and. I get to feed my kids this month because of Mike's <laughs> That's right. Thank you. That's right. Absolutely love it. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. We're going to be doing this again on November 8th, election night, 8 p.m. to midnight, financialguysmedia.com, a live election night show. Thank you for tuning in today, folks. Thanks to all of our guests and callers. For Mike Sparaza, Stefan Mihailu, I'm Mike Hayflick. Remember to find all of our TFG podcasts, folks. Stay tuned for Esther and her team. Thanks for listening to the Financial Guys Media Network.